Lost and weary traveler Searching for the way to go Stranger, heavy hearted Longing for someone to know May you find a light May you find a light May you find a light to guide you home There are weary travelers searching everywhere you go strangers who are searching longing deeply to be known may you find a light may you find a light may you find a light to guide you home may you find a light may you find a light may you find light to guide you Good evening, everybody. It is good to be together this evening. It has been a while since we've done something like this. Um, we're back online again. Uh, it feels kind of like old times, and I'm just really grateful to be together this evening, even if it's only virtually. My name is John Gallagher, if I don't know you, and I'm the lead pastor at the church, and we are... Uh, doing this whole thing right from my house. And so thank you all so much uh, for being flexible, um, for always being flexible, and I hope everyone is staying warm and safe. You know, I realize uh, some of you probably would have gotten out and joined us in person, uh, but we really felt like, particularly for tonight, that this was the best option uh, for us to be online to avoid getting out in these dangerous temperatures um, when many of the roads are also so slick and um, just thank you all so much. I'm just going to be honest, it's been a little bit uh, crazy and hectic and a little stressful kind of figuring all this out this week. Um, last night our power went out for a while, there's all sorts of stuff going on, um, but you know I think it's appropriate uh, for us to be celebrating Christmas Eve in the midst of some stress and some chaos, um, because that's that's when God showed up, right? That's the incarnation, that God entered our world not into kind of a plush, comfy home or palace or 
some really wealthy community, Jesus entered into our world in a poor town of Bethlehem from a poor family um, and was born in a feeding trough um, with the animals. And, you know, it was kind of a, certainly a chaotic and stressful uh, time. And so God brought light into the midst of all of that. And so I'm reminded tonight that even in the midst of kind of the whirlwind of all this stuff with the weather and just all the other things that we're all dealing with right now, God is present and God's life and light is here for us and entering into our spaces where we all find ourselves this evening. Um, I'll go ahead and let you all know up front, we are going to be doing an in-person Christmas Day service tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. And so I hope that Um, For those of you who feel comfortable getting out, that you'll come join us. We'll also be streaming that as well for those of you who need that. Um, So I encourage you all to um, connect with us in the morning at 11 if you can. If you've got other plans, uh, no worries at all. But for those who want to join us, we'll be uh, at Embrace at 11. I will let you know the parking lot's a bit slick, but the sidewalks um, uh, have been cleared off. And so uh, you should be able to, to get on in, no problem. So today, um, this is going to be a pretty simple uh, service, but I'm going to guide us through a simple and hopefully meaningful service. And I encourage you as we're doing this to interact with each other, check in with each other, talk about how you're doing. If you're stressed out or you're lamenting something tonight, or, or maybe you're feeling joyful and just grateful, or maybe you had a really good day and you're excited about tomorrow, um, whatever it is, I encourage you all to interact with each other, connect with each other as we're kind of going through this. We're going to have some scripture that I'm going to read. I'm going to share some music, and I'm also going to share just a brief reflection with you. If you want to light a candle now, or if you want to light one at the end, um, when we sing Silent Night, go ahead and get that ready. I already have gotten uh, some text messages from some folks who have their candles already ready uh, for later on, which is really cool. So I encourage you just to go ahead and get that ready if you would like, um, and we will move on through this. I want to acknowledge at the beginning that, that holidays are pretty complicated. Um, I imagine some of you are coming to this gathering that we're doing online here uh, with hearts that are full of gratitude and joy. Some of y'all may love Christmas and you're like, this is the best season ever. You started listening to Christmas music maybe weeks and weeks and weeks ago and you're just so into the whole Christmas spirit and all of it. I imagine that others of you maybe aren't so uh, excited or maybe you're feeling down. I know many of you are carrying burdens and grief and pain. Many of you all have lost loved ones around this season, or maybe um, loved ones that you care about or would have celebrated birthdays around this time of year. Um, Maybe you've had just hard Christmases throughout your life, and this doesn't feel um, so joyful for you. I want you to know that all of you, no matter what you're bringing with you, you are welcome here, and all of you, your whole self is loved and accepted by God. So just bring it all uh, to God this evening. Um, I just want to let you all know that I I think I need Christmas this year, and I wonder if you all do as well. Um, The darkness around us is so great. Uh, The suffering and pain is overwhelming. I started by singing that song, May You Find a Light, just as a blessing for you, because we are experiencing a lot of darkness right now. Many of us have lost power. Our brothers and sisters um, across the world in Ukraine are dealing with power uh, loss, Right now, in the midst of this harsh winter, there's so many folks who are struggling and experiencing real darkness um, in their lives. And so our world is really crying out for a Savior. And I think all of us really need that sweet reminder this year that God is near, that the light has dawned, 
and that God's Spirit is working to redeem and recreate this world. That's what we've been talking about all through Advent is this promise of new creation. That God's intent is not to blow all this up and destroy us all. God's intent is to recreate and to bring about new creation that is going to be wonderful and beautiful. And we can see glimpses of it even now as we live here, as we wait for Christ to return. God has promised us that new creation, new life is coming, redemption is coming. And in the meantime, God is with us every step of our journeys. So God is with you right now, no matter where you are and no matter what you are facing. I encourage you right now just to pray that God would open your heart to experience his power and love this evening. As we discovered throughout the pandemic, God can work through online worship, and so God can work right now through this time we spend together this evening. And my prayer for us is that we're going to leave here fortified and encouraged and emboldened to carry that light of Jesus with us into the new year. And I need that kind of help from you all myself to feel more encouraged and motivated and emboldened to do that in this upcoming year. So as we begin, I just invite you to open your hearts and your minds and your bodies, your space, all of it, to experience God's eternal light and presence this evening. I want to read, um, I'm going to start out with a lament this morning, because we live in that tension between lament and gratitude. And so before we can truly understand how wonderful Jesus' light is, we need to face the darkness, and we have to acknowledge the darkness around us. And so here are these words, I'm going to put them on the screen for us. Bear with me as I uh, go between slides and talking and all that. Um, haven't done this in a bit. So let me read from Jeremiah 6, verses 13 through 15. I'm going to continue on and read some other verses for us as well. From the least to the greatest, all are greedy for gain. Prophets and priests alike all practice deceit. They dress the wound of my people as though it were not serious. Peace, peace, they say, when there is no peace. Are they ashamed of their detestable conduct? No, they have no shame at all. They do not even know how to blush. You who are my comforter in sorrow, my heart is faint within me. Listen to the cry of my people from a land far away. Is the Lord not in Zion? Is our king no longer there? The harvest is past, the summer has ended, and we are not saved. Since my people are crushed, I am crushed. I mourn and horror grips me. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is there no healing for the wound of my people? So I'm going to sing a, a song for us. And uh, these songs are listed in the description um, for our Facebook event. And so if you would like to um, follow along and, and find those lyrics online, you're welcome to. This song called Drive Out the Darkness. Come, oh, come, be our light. Drive out the darkness. Come, Jesus, come. Every year under the thorn, every wrong that we have known, every valley will be raised, the ancient ruins 
be remade come oh come be our light drive out the darkness come Jesus come every weapon made for war Every gun, every sword will be melted in the flame to be used for gardening. Come, oh, come, be our Drive out the darkness, come, Jesus, come. In the emptiness of grief, through the night of suffering, every loss and in the tears, God, I come. Oh, be near Come, oh, come Be our light Drive out the darkness Come, oh, come Be our light Drive out the darkness all the violence come do not be silent come we cling to your promise come you'll break all injustice come Jesus come So when Israel was lost and wondered if they had a future, God spoke to the prophet Isaiah, promising a Messiah, a Redeemer, a Savior, a Deliverer. Hear these words from Isaiah. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel. 
Gabriel that mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God appear. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to Thou wisdom from on high And order all things far and nigh To us the path of knowledge show And cause us in her ways to go Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel Shall come to Thou root of Jesse's tree, and ensign of thy people be, before the ruler's silent fall, all people on thy mercy call, rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to day spring come and cheer our spirits by thy justice here disperse the gloomy clouds of night and death's dark shadows put to flight rejoice rejoice Emmanuel shall come to Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. O come, all ye faith. Joyful and triumphant, O oh, come, ye, O oh, come, ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the King of angels. O oh, come, let us. Adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. True God of true God, light from light Father, 
So in those days leading up to Jesus' birth, the headlines were much like they are today. They spoke of violence, unfair taxes, unnecessary displays of power and strength. Meanwhile, unknown to most of the world, something important was happening in the overlooked town of Bethlehem. I'd love for you to Follow along with me as I read these words. We're going to read the entire birth narrative from in Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. Every year we rehearse these words. We say them over and over and over again because this story is that good. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths, and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David a Savior has been born to you, he is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. 
So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I want to take a look over here and see uh, who we got connecting with us today. Um, it's always uh, encouraging for me uh, to uh, to read through the comments and kind of see who's out there because I'm just sitting here talking to myself right now, it feels like. Um, so yeah, it's good to see all of you all here, um, see a lot of different folks connecting with us. Thank you all for doing that and being a part of this today. Um, I know that connecting online maybe is not exactly what uh, some of y'all wanted this evening. Um, if you want to be in person, come on out tomorrow. We'll be here, but I appreciate y'all being willing to connect um, with us and take this moment out of your day. I just have a few um, words to share with you this evening, um, and, and these words that I have to share with you are inspired by the lives and the work of two of my heroes. And I've mentioned these folks, if you've been a part of Embrace, you've heard me talk about uh, these guys before, but um, the first one is Howard Thurman, and the second is Oscar Romero. Howard Thurman has been uh, referred to as kind of the spiritual director or the spiritual um, advisor to uh, the freedom movement um, in America, the black freedom movement. He he's a, was a deep thinker, uh, in many ways a mystic but was deeply in touch with the struggle um, and pain of his people. And so he, he shares this quote from a book he wrote, um, or a book about him called The Mood of Christmas and Other Celebrations. And so I want to read this quote for you uh, this evening. So let me pull it up here. He says, The symbol of Christmas, what is it? So what is Christmas all about? That's what he's asking. What's the symbol? How can we think about Christmas? It is the rainbow arched over the roof of the sky when the clouds are heavy with foreboding. I love that. The rainbow over the roof of the sky when the clouds are heavy. It's that, that sign of life in the midst of something dark and heavy. It is the cry of life in the newborn babe when forced from his mother's nest, it claims its right to live. It is in the brooding presence of the eternal spirit, making crooked paths straight, Rough places smooth, tired hearts refreshed, dead hopes stir with newness of life. I love that. The brooding presence of the eternal spirit, working in this world, making crooked paths straight, rough places smooth, tired hearts refreshed, dead hopes stir with newness of life. It is the promise of tomorrow at the close of every day. It is the movement of life in defiance of death and the assurance that love is sturdier than hate, that right is more confident than wrong, and that good is more permanent than evil. I just love uh, this quote so much. There's so much meat there, but this is the way he viewed Christmas. I love that. The promise of tomorrow at the close of every day, the movement of life in defiance of death, the assurance that love is sturdier than hate, that right is more confident than wrong, that good is more permanent than evil. 
I don't know about you all, but just reading that quote, and if that is what Christmas is about, um, then I need Christmas this year. What about you all? Uh, do you all agree with me? Do y'all need that promise of tomorrow? Do you need that movement of life in defiance of death? You know, every single year, we come back to this same story, yet it never grows old. Every year we celebrate Christmas, we are reminded once again that there is reason to have hope. There is reason. I've struggled to have hope at times this past year, particularly in the last few months. But Christmas reminds me that there is reason to hope because God has come. God has come. And God's Spirit was let loose in the world, working through ordinary people like Elizabeth and Zechariah and Mary, and Joseph, and Simeon, and Anna, the Magi, the shepherds, the Spirit working through ordinary people like you and like me to make all things new. Christmas ought to wake us up to the reality that God is not far off, that He is working in this world. And because of that, we can have hope. Howard Thurman talked about the mood of Christmas. That's what this uh, book was called, The Mood of Christmas. And for me, uh, the mood of Christmas, it's a little dark, but, but it's like light entering into the darkness. The mood of Christmas for me is it's resilient hope. It's defiant joy. It's courageous love, not sentimental love or or kind of a, a fake joy or or kind of a, a foolish hope, but it's that resilient hope, that defiant joy, courageous love, even in the midst of deep darkness and violence and death. And I'm trying to hold on to all those things this season. The characters in the Nativity story that, that I read for you and, and coming up even before it, an earlier chapter in Luke, they were living under what we could call the shadow of the Roman Empire. Luke is very straightforward about the reality of what they were facing. This is no fairy tale. This is no myth. No, this is a real story that took place during dark times, particularly dark times for Jews who were living in Palestine. The story begins in those days. This marks it in those days. This is a real life thing. In those days, in those days when there was insurrection, there was oppression, there was that kind of heavy oppressive taxation, there was political intrigue, there was drama. In those days of slavery and sickness and starvation, in those days of tyrant kings, I love that Luke names them, Herod, Quirinius, Caesar Augustus, these were feared individuals. In those days, God's eternal spirit showed up bringing hope, fresh vision, and life-changing good news of redemption. Here's an example of what happens when God's eternal spirit is let loose in the world. I love it that Zechariah, Mary, and Simeon, all in the early chapters of Luke, they all were filled with God's spirit. And what did they do? They started singing. They immediately burst into song, and they sang three defiant songs of joy and praise and thanksgiving. Even in those days when things were so bleak, they sang, even in those days, God's eternal spirit opened their eyes to see that God had entered the world in this baby named Jesus. 
In those days, God didn't remain far off. God had entered the world in this baby named Jesus. In those days, God saw them, and he did not remain far off, but entered the world to bring the love of God to everyone who would receive it. No wonder they sang songs of joy. Oscar Romero shared um, some words that I want to share with you. Oscar Romero was um, an archbishop in, in, down in um, South America and just a, a powerful, um, powerful person. And he was actually in Central America in El Salvador. Um, and, and the things that, that he went through um, were unspeakable. And actually, he gave up his life um, for his people. He was, he was murdered, actually, while he was giving Mass um, by people who did not like the way he was standing up for the poor and marginalized in his country. And, and I love kind of what he shares. He shared these words to his people um, who were living in tumultuous times under the shadow of oppressive authorities in El Salvador. And I want to read these words, and I'll put them here on the screen for you. He says, Every year, for 20 centuries now, we remember this night, when the kingdom of God arrived in the world, this night when Christ inaugurated the fullness of time. His birth signifies that God is walking with humans in history. We are not alone on our journey. We can hope for peace and justice and a kingdom of divine right. We can hope for something holy and far beyond earthly realities. Not because we humans can create this blessing proclaimed by God's sacred words, but because God is already in the midst of humanity, building a kingdom of justice and love and peace. I'll leave that on there just for a moment. I love that. His birth signifies that God is walking with humans in history. We are not alone on our journey. We can hope and we can long and we can expect this future day uh, when, when all will be made right, not because we can achieve it on our own efforts, but because God is here amid, among us, working alongside of us to build a kingdom of justice and love and peace. And Christmas reminds us that God is not far off. We can hope for peace and justice, something beyond what we can see, not because we can achieve it by our own efforts, but because God entered our world, chose to walk alongside us, and is partnering with us now through his eternal spirit to establish his kingdom of justice and love and peace here on earth. Throughout Advent, we've been walking this path of promise, being reminded of all the promises that were fulfilled in Jesus in Bethlehem. We've been walking this path of promise. I want to show you uh, this video real quick um, of the footprints that you all made over the course of this year, since we're not in the sanctuary, and some of you may not be there tomorrow, I want you to see it. But the footprints are leading to Bethlehem and the fulfillment of the promise. And the footprints are us walking together, clinging to the promises, giving us and sustaining us as we're on this journey.
we have been on this journey uh, to Bethlehem. We've been on this journey together, walking the path of promise, together, clinging to the promises of God. And, and it has been, uh, it's been, it's been an enlightening thing to read all the promises that God gave us in Isaiah and, and cling to those promises. And we know we see the fulfillment in part of those promises in Jesus' first coming. And we long for the day when he will come back and make all things right in his second coming. Today, we live under the shadow of COVID-19. Still, it's still around. Um, We live under the shadow of all these other sicknesses that people are getting right now. We live under the shadow of a deeply divided and fractured nation. We live under the shadow of a climate catastrophe that is wreaking havoc on our entire world, particularly on the poor across our world. We live under the shadow of drug addiction, depleting mental health, broken families, under the shadow of poverty and gun violence and loneliness and fear. And I'm grateful that Christmas comes around every 365 days. I'm grateful that our church rhythm forces us to revisit this story each year. Each year we come back to this redemptive story that never grows old, that's always breathing life and light into our darkest moments. Every year we celebrate Christmas, we are reminded once again that there is reason to have hope because God has come and God's Spirit has been let loose in the world, working through ordinary people like you and like me to make all things new. The story of Christmas is not just like some old tale, right, to make us feel good. But the story of Christmas is an invitation to all of humanity, to join God in his work of redemption, which began in Jesus, but continues through us if we are willing to accept the invitation of Christmas. I'll close uh, my message with a a poem from Howard Thurman. It's called The Work of Christmas, and this was being shared quite a bit last year uh, during Christmas, Um, but it's always spoke to me, and I want to share it says, when the song of the angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and princes are home, when the shepherds are back with their flocks, the work of Christmas begins. To find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among the people, to make music in the heart. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So what we're going to do now is um, we're going to light candles. And so if you have candles at home uh, that you have set aside for this time, um, then I would love for you to get those out. If not, you can look at the candles that I'll have on the screen in just a moment. But as we see those flames burning across this room, or in your homes, or or burning in my room or in your homes where you're at tonight or wherever you may be. Um, I want you to be reminded that, that God is with you, that God loves you deeply, and that you're okay with Jesus, that even in the midst of incredibly dark times, that God's light has entered our world, that Jesus has come. Jesus will come again, but Jesus is also continually coming and showing up for us each and every moment of the day. He's always showing up. That's who God is. God is a God who shows up. And that light reminds us of that. You know, that night that Jesus was born, 
Maybe wasn't as silent as the song says, <laughs> but inwardly, the people gathered around the Christ child experienced a peace that passes all understanding. They were filled with joy as their hope was renewed because they knew that they were loved by God, that God had seen them, and God had showed up for them. They received the light of Jesus, and then they shared that light with the world. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of darkness, a new light has dawned.
me turn this uh, screen back this way. So I want to say that Christ has come, Christ has died, Christ has risen, and Christ will come again. Jesus promised that he would return and finish what he started. I want you to hear these beautiful words describing the moment when Christ returns. You can follow along with me on the screen. He says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all of this, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. Amen. Well, I'm going to close uh, just by singing Joy to the World. And so if y'all know it and, and want to sing along, no matter where you're at today, and we can end with some joy in our hearts. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him. Heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and heaven and nature sing. Joy to the earth, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ, while fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains beat the sounding joy. Sounding joy, repeat, repeat the sounding joy. No more let sins and sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow, far as the curse is found, far as the curse is found, far as. As far as the curse is found He rules the world with truth and grace And makes the nations prove The glories of His righteousness And wonders of His love And wonders of His love And wonders, wonders of His Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart 
prepare him room and heaven and nature sing and heaven and nature sing and heaven and heaven and nature sing amen well thank you all so much for being here today um it's been um fun uh, for me to be able to share this with you. I hope that y'all uh, had fun connecting on, on your own or as a family, uh, wherever you may be. Um, and I hope y'all had some good uh, time connecting with each other in the chat um, on Facebook. Um, I want to remind you all that tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock, we will be having Christmas Day Church. Um, this does not actually happen very often. Um, it's not going to come again. I think for 11 more years, we will not have a Christmas uh, day on a Sunday. Um, I believe I am correct on that. Um, and so uh, it's, a, it's a privilege and an honor that we can gather together tomorrow on Christmas Day. It'll be a simple service, very laid back. Uh, so just come on, join with us. There'll be a time I'm going to share some. We're going to have some music, and then I'll also give you all a chance to, to share a little bit as well with us during our service. So I hope y'all have a, a good evening together. Hope y'all stay warm um, and stay safe. And I uh, hope we'll see you tomorrow. But Merry Christmas. Um, and if y'all want to prepare your hearts to receive the benediction, may the love of God the Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all now and forever. Amen. Go in God's peace. We'll see you next time.